What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. It's been a while, Joe. It has been a minute. People have complained. Are you getting complaints? I'm getting complaints. I, I, the, the complaint department is stacked. And it by is. stacked, I mean three complaints. I've uh, gotten at least that many. But one of them was, uh, was from my mom, uh, and her complaints uh, are tenfold. They count tenfold. That's she said, my mom, the, my she mom gets, didn't complain. Oh, she my did? mom's like, thank God these guys shut the fuck up. There for were a bit. people that said, are you guys not record? What's going on? Yeah. I uh, Seriously, I've had people. Yeah. No, I've had a ha- handful of people say something too. And here we are. So And here we are. Here we are. It's, it's I will I, I will honestly say last week was completely me and my stupid fucking autoimmune bullshit body's fault that I was so down for the count with allergies that nothing I threw at it helped. I thought you went out of town too. I mean, no. I mean no, I was no, Wait, of, wait, wait, that's that's not true. I was out of town a couple weekends ago, but last week it was just it was the combination of the moisture that we we had over the spring and early part of the summer moisture. and moisture and <laughs> the damn w- weird things that in the desert that only bloom every 20 years and my body's like oh yeah that yeah you're gonna die now and i i was i mean i couldn't fucking see for like three hours like i would just every time i would blink it was just blurry and it was it wasn't like i had blurred vision it wasn't blurred vision it was gunk right it was Gross is what it was. So but, the last time I, we were here recording, these two was, lovely ladies were sitting right here, and, yeah, was, and the mics were set up still for them. They probably still smell like them. Will you stop? Well, I'm not. No, I'm not being crude. I'm just thinking they have the same breath as everybody else. <laughs> uh, yeah, Cat sure? and Emily. That was a fantastic show at the cellar door. In case you missed it, every, sold out. Worth is sold out. Yeah. Um, that day, I think is it's actually sold out, or maybe Friday. Early that day. Early that day, it I, sold out. I think it, it was a couple more tickets left, and then bang, they were gone. And that's that's so freaking cool, and which just goes to show that it's possible to, yeah, you know, charge for thing for nicer things. And I mean, uh, and I'm glad it went off well, and they had a great time, and uh, and want to come back. And I'm so, yeah, I'm glad it's over. They want to come back. I think in the fall we're talking about. Yeah, those pork. Oh my god, I feel so bad. They for were here when it was 111 degrees. God, and and I feel <laughs> like. Cat's been out west for a while. Yeah, but poor Emily, she's from Alaska, and her her blood just never thinned. Yeah, like she, and uh, God, I felt so bad for her because she she reminded me of me the first summer that I spent here, and I was like, why do people live on the surface of the sun? And like, oh wait, there's places that are hotter. Right. And uh, but yeah, they were real troopers and just absolutely killed it. And the crowd was fantastic, and the food that was uh, put together was the great. Ambience. The, the that, ambience. That was my goal. Yeah, the goal, that was my goal. And the ambiance is still carrying through because all those candles were lit uh, the other night when I was there, Saturday night. That's what Jeremy was asking. Door. He said, man, this looks really great here with these candles. Now, did they take away those smaller candles? or did they? I don't think so. I think they're all out there. Okay. So I, I'm, They're uh, out there, too, to, you think? Yeah. Anyway, I'm with the... F- so that was great. Those vases, I guess I'm going to leave those with them, too. Yeah. The, the whole idea was to have a, a better-than-average ambiance there and have some wonderful talented um out of out of town talent come in so the people would not you know they would experience something new yeah yeah with the right venue with the right feel and et cetera et cetera et cetera and i kind of wanted to orchestrate some of this and and as it turns out it turned into a fundraiser for the museum not the museum for the um uh, theater downtown bill street theater and there's a matching um grant going on right now too so i think we raised like 13 or 1400 so it's going to be like twenty six or twenty seven hundred yeah. somewhere around there, 
uh, going towards the Bill Street Theater, which, by the way, just a plug for them. Again, by the end of the uh, every, every donation given to the museum, could say museum to the Bill Street Bill Street Theater. Now I can't even th- Bill Street th- 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 Theater. Th- th- Bill Street Snake. Oh, slither little snake. <laughs> <laughs> you know that video just, just hit ten years old. Uh, How many millions of views? I don't know. It's many millions. So many. I'm many, probably many half millions. of those views because I just. What, if you need a quick pick me up, just just Google slithery little snake. Doesn't everybody just, know this it, by now or not? I don't think everybody knows it because it was really it went really viral ten years ago. And then that was bang. That was it. And it's, then it was gone. It's like a shooting star, and then it just poof. It's gone. So you can revisit yeah. it always. Oh, that's, God, that's the beauty of the internet and YouTube. Just go back and revisit all this. Yeah, it's also a stuff. horror of the internet, which is why I'm so <laughs> glad the internet didn't really exist and social media didn't didn't exist when I was a kid or a teenager. My uh, God, yeah, I know. It's all stuck in memories and yearbooks, and I fucking let's you have, leave it you have there. to think about how many of the um, the photographs you really wouldn't want out there they're they're out there you know you wouldn't oh, really I want guarantee you there's at least one photograph where i'm like honking my ex-wife's boobs when we were like in high school right like that's that's not cool i mean it was, don't get me wrong it's cool right but it was that's that just and you wouldn't really want it out there not really and, and i'm sure she wouldn't want it out there either kind of like, laugh oh cool. look what i found joe but you go, ah, and then it yeah comes, oh my god i wish that wasn't out there or uh there is a photo somewhere. I think I, I I'm fairly certain my friend, uh, a friend of mine who lives now lives in Phoenix, still has either the 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 one of the pictures or the negatives and the picture. He did as of five or six years ago, and it's a group photo of a bunch of us and our girlfriends, and it was like so. It's a it's a bunch of like we're all teenagers. We're all in high school. I think it was the summer before senior year, mm-hmm. and we went down to Lake Mojave, mm-hmm. and a picture was taken. And uh, one of the women in the picture, we didn't find out until the pictures were developed, that uh-huh. she has a almost an entire hooter hanging out. Like her, you can see her entire nipple. Okay, because it's not a wide shot; it's actually kind of close. Like not like I think it's like from the knees up. Like that's how close the. It was one of those uh, disposable cameras, yeah. you know, from back in the day. And uh, yeah, like I'm sure she doesn't want. That although I mean maybe she might find maybe it funny. She might, She's like, oh yeah, it was like, yeah, cares? It was like yeah. young and thin back then. Did you guys have the same problem here that we had back in Georgia? That if you maybe you used to go one hour development places, you drop your film off. You wow, come back one in an hour. hour. Whoa, okay, easy rich guy. Like <laughs> fucking shit. You mean like six seven that's days for the suburb? No, no, no. White that, white neighborhoods. Yeah, that's, in Cobb County. Must that's be we, nice in uh, North Atlanta with all, where all <laughs> the fucking rich people hang out there. One hour photo. Holy shit. <laughs> you guys probably had smartphones in nineteen ninety eight. Now, no, if they had uh, Starbucks back then, people would hang around and have coffee they and wait for the did have Starbucks back then. First Starbucks in Ohio was like 1989 or something. But they didn't have them in the Atlanta area no. yet. Like what they had. It, uh, anyway, okay. So anyway. Did so you guys the, ever have a thing where if they were like semi-porn or whatever, they would just keep those photographs? They wouldn't give them back to you or some shit? Uh, like you would get them absconded? I've heard that before. I've never, I never had that issue because, you know, nobody wanted me to take their picture. I think so. there was a couple years where I don't have any pictures <laughs> because they just... <laughs> Because you were, that was, when I was a, I was a, I, it's so funny, like you're just, it's made you sound like a porn photographer, except you're taking your photos to the photo it's mat. Like, it's like the equivalent of Studio 54 in Atlanta, all the cocaine, all the boobs hanging out. You know what, I think I do remember the, like the one hour photo place uh, in uh, Troy, Ohio, I think I remember hearing people getting their pictures, like, they would only develop certain, like certain images out of the roll. Yeah. 
and if you didn't uh if you didn't have enough pictures for them to be worth a while that they would actually they would actually screen those but that was the manual days i mean it wasn't that and I long i think they would keep the negatives like in other words also, I think they if, they, would, if they thought it was child pornography they would especially just keep that course, shit or something which technically this you know we're all most of us were probably 17 Right. At this picture at the, you know, I was talking about at the lake. I mean, the, if she was seventeen, that's that's little. That's bad. Now that I think about it, but like, we saw her, we I, saw her boobs all the time. I like remember was, taking photographs. Seriously, I remember taking on those little cameras or the little, God, the Vivitar. Yeah, remember the Vivitar? Those with one ten film. Oh, Jesus. the one ten. Yeah, that little skinny yeah. thing. Anyway, I remember going to, going to parties and places like that and being careful what kind of pictures that you took because you were going to get it developed. And you're going to get your film fucking taken away. Yeah, yeah. Did this ever come like up? If there was was illegal, this ever a topic? I, I think it was like illegal activity in the background. You have to understand, Paul, we are like 18 years apart in age. That's so, true. Uh, so, by the time I was I, I had my own money and could drop things off at one-hour photo, those kiosk things where you drove up to them were basically were gone. gone. Yeah. yeah, by like the late, <clears throat> I want to say late 90s, early 2000s, they were gone. And I do distinctly remember um, getting things... Uh, pictures that were maybe a little risque, so to speak, or right. or full on just like topless women, or mm-hmm. or like a bunch of dudes mooning the camera. That's the same. They sure. treat them, you know, button and, and boobs. It's, they treat them the same way. Right. <coughs> Those things were all automated. You you threw you oh, threw the film into them, which is how they are now. Out. Like if yeah, you go to yeah, yeah. Walmart or Walgreens and get film developed, it's all automated. Yeah, it's automated. You throw you throw Could your you still get film developed. You can't do that. absolutely. You can what one hundred percent can. I know because I got some one ten film developed about two years ago. Because I uh, found, found I was I, no, it was like th- about three years ago. I was in Ohio, all, coming up on three years ago. I was in Ohio, and when I go back there, I always go down into my mom's basement and and go through some of my shit that's in there, and I try to bring whatever I can bring with me. If I've got a, if it's a carry on, it's not going to be very much, but if I check a bag, then right. I'll bring more back. You're still slowly moving out of your I'm mom's house. I'm still slowly <laughs> moving out of my mom's house. It started in November of twenty, uh, excuse me, nineteen ninety seven. Still continuing when yeah. Clinton was still president, and we oh, didn't know yeah. anything about blowjobs hey. in the o- Oval Office. Monica. Monica. <laughs> anyway, uh, club soda I on found that. three rolls of film, of 110 film, and the last time I had a 110 camera, I mean, I think I used it in 91. Yeah, on a trip out so west. You, so you can take this cartridge I and, had, and I, throw it in a machine. I called Walgreens okay. and said, hey, listen, uh, can I talk to your photo department person? And they're like, okay, and they transferred to me this lady, and I said, hi, my name's Joe. I just found three really old rolls of film. They're 110. Can you develop those? And she's like... I think it's got the Kenny assassination on there. I think you, it's going to... Yeah, no <laughs> shit. It's like, it's actually a different angle than the Zapruder film. I think so this may fine. totally break open the it's case. totally... <laughs> and it's like... <laughs> some CIA spook is like smiling for the camera that I took, to, you know, 20 years before I was born. Anyway, uh, she kind of chuckled and she goes, yeah, uh, I'll have to make sure that we have that. Like, I guess it's like a die that you have to put in like a die, like, oh, uh, like, like D I E, like it's a D I E. Like you have to yeah. put, it's like a, it's not just cause it's two different things. Like it's, a metal die. It's the, like a metal right die. Exactly. Metal and die, she yeah. goes, I have to make sure that I have the right size die. Can you hold for a few minutes? And I say, yeah, that's fine. So she went wherever she goes, yeah, I've got to bring it on down. And I'm like, what's the cost? I haven't developed film in 20 years. And she goes, <laughs> That uh, I don't know. <laughs> with the one ten, it's no, it's it's no different than thirty five millimeter. It's like you know, I was like, I think it was like twelve bucks a roll or something like that, which right. I was happy to have because you know sure. what was on. I knew one of the. That was my question. What was on there? One of the rolls. I knew one of the three rolls, and it came out what, okay. What it was going to be? Yeah. Holy shit! One That's of the three cool. rolls I knew for a fact was going to be. It, it was a. It was a trip from would have been. 
like April or May of 89 mm-hmm. that my grandparents and I took. They took me up to the Grand Canyon because they knew that I was moving in like a month or so. I was going to be my mom and my stepdad and me and my little brother were moving back to Ohio mm-hmm. from Tucson. And my grandmother had to renew her state, retake her state nursing boards for some reason or something like that, or NCLEX is what they call it now, in Phoenix. So we drove up from Tucson, stayed the night in Tempe. She took her testing, did that, and then the, and then that day we drove up to uh, Flagstaff and stayed in Flagstaff for like four days. And that was the first trip I took to the Grand Canyon. So I knew that there were a bunch of Grand Canyon pictures and pictures of my grandparents that are now long gone. Mm-hmm. My grandmother died in 96, my grandpa in 2002. So it would be great to have as as many pictures of them as possible. And especially with me on this trip that I, dr- I remember all of it because we went to the, I mean, we, uh, uh, damn it, uh, Castles and Coasters, I think is what it's called now. I think that, that might not have been what it was called in Phoenix, but it was brand new. And it was like a mini amusement park in Phoenix. And we went to, walked all over Flagstaff and went up to uh, Lowell Observatory. And I got to look through the telescope at night. My grandfather made sure that I got to do that. And we went to spend a couple of days at the Grand Canyon. Uh, Williams. Yes. The train, the narrow gauge train. This is like, this is uh, 35 years ago, mm-hmm. 36 years ago. So that was one of the roles. And I was so happy that every single picture came out right. It was a nice like 16 exposures or 18 exposures, something like that. And I was just so happy. The other two roles were a trip that I had completely forgotten about. And it was uh, a couple years later with the same, obviously, the same camera. And we went, and I think it was a Vivitar, like you were talking about. <laughs> I remember those. Because it just looked like, uh, it looked like a, about the size of an ice cream sandwich. Yeah. Like it wasn't very big. It was shaped just it like that. It was about the shape and yeah. size of an ice cream sandwich. Exactly a good and description of it. I remember my grandfather going, Joey, you need to do better with your pictures when we're inside. So I bought you this, and it was one of those disposable flash cubes. Remember those? <laughs> oh, that you screw in the top of it. Uh, oh, yeah. So uh, anyway, that trip that I I remember every once in a while when something triggers that memory, but it's not something I, I think about all the time. And I had forgotten about it. And my I had I lived in in Ohio for like two years at this point, so this is like 1991. And my grandparents surprised me with a summer trip, and I came out here for a month. Oh. And I stayed with my dad some of the time because he was working, and and the other the rest of the time my grandparents and I took a road trip to San Diego. And there's pictures of me that my grandmother, I think it was my grandma took the picture because my gramps was off near the shore of that. You, I've told you the story of the the uh, uh, Samoan guy who let me ride his longboard. Yes, I remember that. Story. And that was the yeah. first time I'd ever seen the ocean, been in the ocean, and ever first time I'd ever been on, on a surfboard. And he saw me trying to body surf, and he, he, he said, do you want me to show you how to body surf? And I said, yeah. He goes, well, let us let me go talk to your grandparents. And I said, well, they're up here. And I introduced the guy to my grandparents. And the, I really wish I knew the man's name because I would use every power in my being just to find that guy and just thank him. Sure. But uh, he said, oh, you know, I just want to let you know, like I saw your grandson out there trying to body surf, and I was wondering if it was okay if uh, I showed him how to do it, you know, with your supervision and all that. And they're like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Thanks for asking. Like I remember them, my grandmother and my grandfather both Thank being sure. very happy about it. They're like, oh, yeah, sure, we're sitting here. We're, you know, not ocean people, but he want, wanted to see the ocean. Mm-hmm. And I 
I mean, I feel bad for my grandparents now they think about it because they were they weren't young, but they sure. I mean, they weren't old as fuck, but they were like in their sixties, mm-hmm. early sixties. Right. And they weren't beach people, but they were hanging out at the beach for like six or seven hours. Jesus. While I played, because I was just uh, you couldn't. I was inexhaustible, and I'm still kind of like that. Good in the for ocean. them though for hanging out. Oh you know? yeah, absolutely. Because yeah. well, they saw that I was doing something I love and and having so much fun and probably tiring me out to where I would shut the fuck up and go to sleep that night. Which is, I'm pretty sure I just went to bed at 6 o'clock that night. Anyway, but there's a bunch of pictures of me doing that, of the beach, of uh, SeaWorld, and um, uh, the uh, like gas lamp when it was first. It wasn't completely finished yet. The gas lamp district was like, a da- down, like downtown, old downtown San Diego. Oh, you mean it, the place it, that, uh, never mind. Yeah, we don't need <laughs> to get into it. Yeah, <laughs> yes. It, it, yeah, that place. Yeah, there was... Anyway, so it was uh, like it, it was still kind of under construction, like it, not under construction. It was still being revamped mm-hmm. and uh, all sorts of neat stuff. And that was two roll, full rolls and pictures of my grandparents that I completely forgot about. Nice. We did like a harbor cruise. It's kind of fun and to have whatnot. pictures. I know it's all things digital, but it's kind of cool to have these pictures you can just kind I of still, thumb through. I still like physical copies of certain things. It's like a, like a book, same thing. Kind of I, like exactly, and I'm the same way with pictures and with books. Like there's limited pictures that I own that I will keep forever. Mm-hmm. Most of them are of people that are dead, which sucks, but that's yeah, the truth. It's true, yeah. Uh, and a lot of them predate smartphones. Yes. So they're quality pictures. And uh, for a lot of the pictures that I have, like that I have in photo albums and things like that, my dad always did a great thing where he would put, uh, ne- and my mom did the same thing too, the negatives for all of the pictures that were in, like, you know, the three-ring binder photo albums, like yes. those things, yeah. or even the small, smaller ones that are only, like, two yeah, stacked. Kind of like a little book. The, the last page, like, or the la- like inside the back cover, mm-hmm. my mom, my dad, I think my stepdad did the same thing, too. They would put the negatives in, a, like, a, a white paper envelope okay, and just barely, sh- like, you know, kind of tuck the thing in. They wouldn't seal it, and then they would tape it, scotch tape it to the inside of that so that you had the negatives for that. So I have... Almost all of the pictures that I have that are in either an album or in like the envelope that came from them being developed, mm-hmm. I have the negatives for, which I'm really happy about. Yeah, it's very good. Uh, and it's, but yeah, that 110 film, man, that that talk about a rush of memories that I I don't know. They were like <laughs> they were just like in deep deep safe storage in the oh, back yeah. of my brain. I'm like, holy shit. And I can't remember the other Flagstaff one. is a place I f- kind of frequent now, and right. I went there. 35 years ago and looking at the stuff that has changed and didn't change and you kind of look at it and go whoa yeah. yeah it's pretty cool there's a 110 film that's kind of skinny thing in the back as a fit right in the back of it but there was also like a a bigger more square camera that had portable film in there too and i can't remember if that was what size of film or format that was this is not the 35 i'm not about 35 millimeter where you buy the roll and you yeah it's not pull the roll it over you... and and close it and then wind it up yeah this came in a plastic cartridge also but it was more. It was of a, in a fully enclosed cartridge, like the 110. Yeah, but it was I don't, bigger, and the camera's a little bit bigger, and I don't remember what size that was. I don't. I'm not it's a familiar with that plastic fucking piece of shit thing. I can't remember what. No. Whatever. So we want to talk about Oppenheimer. Yeah, but, yeah. But I had a thought today, Joe, and I just want. I want to know what you think about this. Okay. Um, so you know how kids don't really get spanked very much anymore because you really can't do that. You know, there's a different, you know, it's, it's not as much. Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the, the whole thing changed when I grew up, when you grew up probably, same thing. Oh, yeah. You know I mean, it's it's a different world. It really is. And and once, I I honestly, like, you can really, you can blame the internet for a lot of bad shit. But some right. of the good things out there is the fact that is open access to good information. Right. And I think over the past 20 years, parents have realized that beating on your kids 
it it's really not as effective as, no. as positive reinforcement. No, it's, it's not. really not. And being more constructive. It's not good long term. It's maybe it might straighten someone out very, but it's not a good thing. And I, and I'm not saying to not beat your kids because right. you should always beat your you kids. You should definitely beat the as shit often out of your as kids. you no, can. No, I'm, I'm not saying yeah. I'm not. I, I rarely presume to tell someone how to raise their kid unless they ask me. Right. What did you do? Right. Which I get. I have a handful of friends that are your new parents, and I was just talking to a couple new parents on Saturday night. And they're like, you, because they, the, it's so funny. This couple I saw on Saturday night, the cellar door, I'd seen them each. That was into, comedy night, right? It, yes. How was that, by it the It was way? great. It okay. was really great. Uh, you could tell they're all amateurs, but yeah. there was one bright and shining star. There always is in a whole troop of comedy. And sure. They, they all had funny jokes, mm-hmm. but only one of them had more than probably 50% of his jokes just hit perfectly. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now so back anyway, to the I was just talking to this young couple and they're like, they're probably like mid twenties, late twenties. First kid. The funny thing is, is I know both of them, but I, because they're, they're somewhat regulars at Blackbridge, but I'd never seen them together. Mostly because he works for the railroad. So he's working all the time. Mm-hmm. And she was, uh, uh, she was pregnant most of last year, and so now their kid is, uh, you know, coming up. It was like that was like their first date night. I was gonna and say, and she would come in night, and fill Saturday growlers cool. for him. Okay, and I was like, I love it when pregnant women come in and fill growlers because there's always somebody or a few somebody's in the bar that are like, goes, is, she hey. gonna, is she gonna drink that? Like they're kind of like God, side eye, so. and she always found it funny. She's like, "Oh yeah, I love drinking, getting f- just hammered on this beer." Like as she's like <laughs> eight months pregnant, so right. I loved her sense of humor, and her husband is. Now that he's taken a different kind of role with the railroad, I believe he has more time because I see him in Blackbridge maybe one or two days a week. Comes in a couple, gets a couple beers, maybe one beer and a growler fill, and then leaves. Super guy, nice guy, but I didn't know that they were together. Mm-hmm. And I saw them together. I was like, oh shit, I know both of you guys independently. I didn't know you, you guys were together. Know, like, okay. oh yeah, that's kind of funny. Then we talked, and like, how was your kid? And I'm like, yeah. And then the one guy was like, the guy was like, I met your daughter. When she was visiting from college a couple of years ago, I was like, "Oh yeah, right on, yeah," because she was hanging out in Blackbridge, whatever. And he's like, "She is a just, she just impressed me." And then he asked me, "Like, what did you do?" And I'm like, "Dude, n- nothing right the first like five or six years, so don't worry about it. Kids are malleable." But then you started beating and, her and straighten her right. Yeah, out. just just straighten her right the fuck out, man. <laughs> it was like just 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 kidding. Spoil the rod. No, what is how's that go? Spare the, spare the. Spare the spare the child and spoil know. the rod. No, spoil the spoil child the, and spare the, the rod. The fish gets spoiled. No, after three days, three days fish spoil and get and so do guests. They, uh, bottom line, beat the kids. Uh, there you go. That's it. No, I just I said, man, it, it's uh, every kid is different. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like the human body when it comes to healthcare. Everyone's similar, but everyone's a but little bit different. different. Yeah. All and right, I said so, it's all based off of this. So like, unless somebody asks me for advice, I'm not going to tell them advice. But yeah, like they you know, fucking don't beat the shit out of. People, on the whole, I would say the vast majority of parents these days don't beat their kids. Right. Now, you can posit the argument, like, that's why you got a bunch of unruly kids. Now, it's probably because you can't have, you have to have a two-income household to raise kids these days for the most yeah, part. and they still don't know how to manage that stuff. And, and managing so, the time and managing the kids yeah. and discipline and structure. And that's what I told them. I said, the bottom line is structure. Give your kids structure. Right. Keep them structured. It'll help structure them. Structure and, and, and busy. And busy, yeah. yeah. All right, but that's not where I'm oh, going. Oh, and then uh, I told them, that couple, and I've told lots of people this, don't buy things pay for experiences overall you can do that. and they just looked at me like i just kind of like just stuck my finger and swirled their brains a little bit they're Mm -hmm. like that's 
that's brilliant. I said, yeah, my dad is the one who really put that in me. But it's tough right now with the internet, and you're competing against all this other shit oh, that's shit, out there. Yeah. Oh, my God, oh, yeah. it's even worse yeah. now. Anyway. All right, but here's where I'm going with this. Beating the kids. Yeah, is not, since kids aren't really spanked or beaten very much anymore, and mostly adults are probably spanked more often than kids are oh, now. Oh, my God. Okay, so here's the thing. It's a turn on now. Like, adults get spanked. <laughs> oh, oh, daddy's punished, whatever. So there's that. <clears throat> oh, my God, Okay. Five years, ten years from even now, how how are kids, younger generation, going to get a perverted turn on if they can't? Oh, spank me, daddy, because they don't get spanked. They're not going to have that from their childhood. First off, let's roll it back to the using the term perverted. I know. That's, okay, it's not. That's wrong because I, I know it is. It's just a kink. And I know there's it nothing is. It's wrong a kink, with that. Not it's, a perversion. It's, it's, Got it's it. It's between perversion is like really deviant. So they're going to get turned on if the daddy says, "Oh, you're going to put you in a timeout." Then they get turned on if they're going to do that and not spanked. Okay, here's <laughs> here's my take on that. I'm just saying it's a different perspective. Because I don't think if you're that naughty, the people that got spanked as kids grow up to like to be spanked. I think it's quite the opposite. They should have been spanked. They weren't spanked, and they yeah. were always in control, and they like to relinquish control, and they like the pain aspect and the being controlled. I, I honestly, it, it, the only reason I say that is mm-hmm. that, amazingly enough, I have a friend who works in Las Vegas as a dominatrix. Who spanks. She is a, she's a dominatrix. She's a dom. She's been a dominatrix right. for over 10 years. Okay. It's incredibly lucrative. It's also illegal because you're paying someone to assault you. It's illegal? It, yes, very much so. All 50 oh, fucking God. states. I guarantee you all 50 states. You Definitely know, in Nevada. 51st state. Well, what it is is, yes, fucking <laughs> spankathon. Let's do that. <laughs> uh, anyway, no, um, she said that the majority of her clients are... The high power businessman type, which is a this trope. Is a we know this. Prototypical thing, yes. And it, and but she said even the high the ones that aren't like high power business types, they're ones they're people that they are the only they're like the breadwinners of their family or they're the ones that they have all this pressure on them to succeed and they do mm-hmm. and they need to relinquish control because they're the ones forced to be in control all the time. Okay, so it's a control and thing. It's a it's a, con, it's a control it's thing. It's not like they're trying to wind the clock back and be punished by I, their I don't mommy think that's, or daddy. I, I, I think it's possible that there's some people out there, there's some outliers, but I think on the whole you're going to find that most of the, if you if you were to try to do a deep dive in this topic, I think you'll find that it's mostly the people that don't have uh, physical uh, punishment in their past. Mm-hmm. And they kind of need it. So here's my thing. Mm-hmm. I think in oh, the what's f- your thing? My th- nope. not my thing. I'm oh. not, nobody needs to know my thing. Okay. No, fucking very few people want to know. Keep your thing, thing secret with me. But go ahead, please. Yeah. So the uh, I think you'll find that as we go forward over the generations and f- uh, physical punishment goes more by the wayside mm-hmm. and becomes the exception rather than the rule, which I think it's slowly becoming. I think in certain you're societies. Gonna, yes. I think you're going to find more and more people have that kink of control and being spanked and you know punished so to speak because they kind of have a punishment kink is what it's called there has to be like a like a pay not a payoff but uh an evolutionary thing involved there too because like if it if it is a true kink and you never were punished that way there must be a um some kind of evolutionary thing in there well there's also endorphins released right that's true when when you when you experience any kind of physical pain right any kind of physical pain and produces endorphins and uh the the in the the initial feeling is ouch that's bad i don't want to do that because i'll lose an arm a leg then i won't be able to feed myself and propagate the species Mm -hmm. there's your there's your fight or flight response Mm -hmm. but what happens with 
what would what do they call that? Uh, it's it's not acute chronic pain. I'm sure my nurses that listen to this will be able to correct me on this. I can't remember what it's called, but uh, chronic meaning it happens all the time, constantly, all the time. Acute meaning it's only happening right now. You break your leg and it hurts. It's acute. Yes. If you're if you shatter your knee and fuck it all up and you never get it fixed, you're going to have chronic, chronic that's pain. chronic pain. Yes. So what you have is you have acute pain that happens first. Like say you get spanked, you get, chron- you get that acute pain. Some people like that pain, but what most people like is the endorphins that come rushing after that because it's one time, that's it. That's why when I smashed my finger this morning in between two kegs, it was my middle, like the middle finger, middle knuckle, in between two very heavy kegs, and my God, did it hurt. And it still hurts now, but that was keg one of like 25 that I lifted and stacked, and I was able to do the rest of them. You know why? Because no. of the endorphins, natural painkillers that just flush your body. Sure. Well, if you don't have something that lasts very long, like getting spanked, it doesn't last, the pain doesn't last that long. No, because it's not a super serious, although some people are really into this but, actual real fucking pain. Yeah. They, That's they, a different they, category. They, oh, God, just there's... It, Paul, it's a rabbit hole. I don't, I don't know if you've ever gone down it, but man, just, it's, it's fucking in, out there. Anyway, yeah. so I think it's the endorphin rush, and endorphin rush will never go away as long as humans have endorphins. Okay, so I don't have to worry about people not wanting to be quote-unquote naughty and punish me daddy. That's, well, that's still going to go on. That's still going to go on. <laughs> now, now, the, the daddy... I'm not worried about it, but the, the, oh, the call, daddy's different thing. The daddy yes. thing is just fucking gross to me, and I, I, yeah. I, and I, I try not to cast aspersions or judgment on people's sexual kink. It's there. But that to me is there's a there's a there's a real bad quirk there. There's some there's something off. There's some sort of abuse back there. And truth be told, any any man, this is my personal opinion. Right. This is no data. This is just me. It's like an ick feeling that I get. Mm-hmm. Is any man who has a daughter, whether it's a daughter, stepdaughter, a girl you've raised or been around, and you like being called daddy in the bedroom, and that turns you on, there's a fucking problem with that right i would say so much more so than a uh, a woman who likes to call her oh daddy call her lover daddy there's something fucking off about that so i will and, s- I, and I'm, I, I think one is lesser like i think on the female aspect of things i think it might be a, a bit lesser mm-hmm. uh because uh, not many people who are say i wouldn't say uh, i think i can speak for, i don't speak for women very often but I, can, I think I can speak for most women and say, if you've been abused by a protector, a father, uncle, something like that, you're not going to want to relive that in the bedroom. That's, so that's not something you want to so relive. So you're saying it's not real abuse, then? They, they experience, probably they're probably I don't, the I don't know are, if it's real abuse, because the, when you say real <clears throat> abuse, there's such a spectrum of abuse and I trauma. So that, you that's can't, why I'm, well, I know. I just, I just, these are weird terms we're trying to... I have had two sexual partners in my sexual past, in my history, that called me daddy at one point, and it was an instant fucking turn off. Like so I mean, I we did were done have a weird with thought ads. about that. It was about it was either two or three, probably t- I don't remember now, but I do. I think I remember who they are. It's been a while. Yeah. Um. But um. Yeah. It was like, uh, what? What is that all about? Kind of thing. I had to think about that for a moment. Yeah. At least whatever, and I can't remember how it ended up. Like, Ugh! or I don't think I freaked out like that on them, but it's like, okay, so what is that again? What does that mean? I don't. I yeah. It's kind of. Uh, I mean, that's what I, in my mind. That's what it, I was trying to figure that out. If it made you uncomfortable, then that's that that's that's a boundary for you. Right. That's then, then there's nothing wrong with that. That's a hard that w- what they would call a hard uh, boundary. Or but I, hard, but I was not uncomfortable when the woman I didn't know that well wanted to watch me pee. 
So that was just well. It, did you, but I, if I remember correctly, in that story, she didn't want to watch you pee because she was getting off. Like she wasn't rubbing herself while she was watching you pee. She wanted I don't to know that she was. It was like a curiosity thing. It was like the mechanics of it. Yeah, it was she like never. Playing. She claimed she'd never seen a guy do. That's why you stand there and you pee in the toilet. But well, does it go everywhere? Because apparently it does. Yeah, a lot of guys that can't let's fucking flip, figure it out. Flip the gender on that, or sure. flip the sex on that. Let's I want to watch a woman pee. So like, yeah. do you want to watch a woman pee? Like, how do like how do how do you aim when you just sit down? And honestly, the answer I've always gotten is unequivocally, I don't know. I just sit down and I pee. Right. But I'm like, that's you don't have to aim or anything. You're like, no, nah, just sit down and you pee. Right. I'm like, Jesus, that sounds so nice. <laughs> Especially when you're tired or drunk. Well, the problem is with most bathrooms anyway is that m- men should have a different type of toilet to pee in yeah they we, should they, there really needs to be another device altogether I in the it's bathroom. called a urinal right but a urinals so that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna change my entire career path and i'm gonna design a proper urinal for bathrooms that don't get splashed on splashed around yeah they clean themselves better i think there's a place for a proper urinal in, I, the, in the in every bathroom yes i agree that god if I, if I had my way i'd have a urinal i'd have a, a toilet and a bidet so or I'd have one of those fancy Japanese toilets that is like heats your butt and blows air on your butthole and dries you off and does everything. But then so it's like a car wash for the anus. And oh, these things exist, Paul. Yeah. Do you know and have for a long time in Japan. This is yeah. this is a they're they're they're, they're in, clean people. They're in three thousand twenty three. It's incredible. Wow. That's where they're living. It's just you know it's distracting looking at a firearm sitting on the table here at the oh, podcast. Sorry, yeah. We were talking about guns earlier, and Paul was talking about selling one, and I was like, I'm oh, sell I, a bunch. I, I think I know somebody that wants to contact me. I got some fire. I want to get rid of a bunch. Yeah, of them. Paul's trying to. He's trying to get in the gunslinging trade on on the small scale. <laughs> Uh, anyway, go ahead. But yeah, I just keep looking over. I'm like, there's a revolver over there. It's, it's kind of really, funny. It, it is. It's really funny. Like, it. And I know it's not loaded because I checked it twice. But right. uh, anyway, uh, but yeah. Speaking of the kink and then the peeing, uh, uh, that's a good segue to Oppenheimer. Apparently, that guy was sexually active. That's why I learned about this movie. I yeah. Learned he was uh, okay. So here's the thing. I did not know until the tail end. Of, so by the way, if folks, if you haven't seen Oppenheimer, and you like historically accurate stuff, go see it. Also, if you have the opportunity to see it in IMAX, I would also urge you to do it because that's what I did uh, in Phoenix. It was on it was on Porsche's birthday. My yep. daughter, the Spawn, her birth. She's twenty three mm-hmm. now, uh, and we saw it, and it was like. And by the way, she and I have seen every Christopher Nolan movie since two thousand ten, since uh, Inception. In the theater together. That, that motherfucker is brilliant. And this thing, we talked about yeah. this. It, Portia? I think, well, yeah, that motherfucker's brilliant. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I think this. Portia, m- that's, that's a first. You're officially an adult because me and Paul both called you a motherfucker. This <laughs> motherfucker's brilliant. You're a brilliant nurse and an amazing young woman. Anyway. I think that this movie, if it's not there, it approaches, and you agree too, we talked about this, is a f- masterpiece. I would. I, it's damn close to it. I thought Dunkirk was a masterpiece and I didn't know he could top that because you know what he's been doing is like he'll do like the <laughs> I think he's gonna do this every other movie is mm-hmm. fucking wackadoodle like Tenet mm-hmm. that was his last movie <laughs> right before that it was Dunkirk which is a historically accurate movie down to the names of people mm-hmm. and whatnot and uh, Dunkirk was incredibly well done and I thought that was a that was a fucking masterpiece right Oppenheimer blows it away. It is so well done like, people the, already come oh, I don't know if I could sit in the theater for three dude did it I am not. It didn't kidding. feel like three didn't hours. Didn't feel even close to three hours. It didn't. Like, it didn't. And God. I can tell you right now, I was hungover and dehydrated because I had gone to an arena football game the night before and drank a lot of Michelob Ultra, which is uh, God, a long time since I had that beer. Yeah, you know, I, I, the, the more I hang out down in Phoenix with some friends of mine, they're a, a bit more health conscious than me to the, to a degree. Mm-hmm. 
I used to really shit on Michelob Ultra, but I get it. I, I get it because I, I didn't have that much of a hangover the next day. Right. And, I mean, we went to a couple of craft beer places and whatnot, but, like, we went to a football game. Gotcha. And and crushed drank, and and Ubered Mick Ultra. All of us Ubered there and Ubered back and nice. then downtown Phoenix. By the way, folks, as a side note, mm-hmm. afterward, I felt like it was in fucking Demolition Man, and you're gonna understand that. You remember the movie Demolition Man, sure. where everything was Taco Bell's? <laughs> yes. All the fine dining was Taco Bell. Is it Taco Bell down in there? There's I a know. Taco Bell that's open till like 3 a.m. in downtown Phoenix. So okay. we get out of this football game. It's it's in it's arena football. So it's a 25 or it's was a, it packed at 3 a.m. <clears throat> Or two a.m. No, there was well, it was or... it was a little packed. Like we had to stand in line, but most people took their food and walked outside. And we we're like, "Fuck this!" First off, Baja Blast. Mm-hmm. You ever had the Mountain Dew Baja Blast? It's blue. I, I, no, I, I'm not really but a Mountain Dew kind of me either. But there's something about it. It's it. You can only get it at Taco Bell. Okay. There's nowhere else you can buy. You can't Ow. buy it in stores or anything like that. All right. Well, this Taco Bell. As we're leaving, we're walking it's a couple blocks away from the 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 arena we were at. And um, like we're really going to fucking Taco Bell. Like there's we're in downtown Phoenix. There's like, literally isn't there a better restaurant we can go to kind of thing. It was like ten thirty at night though, so okay. like there kind of wasn't. Okay. And uh, Sean goes that my friend that lives down there. He's like, hey, do uh, you don't understand? This is a different kind of Taco Bell. You'll see. And I walk in. It looks like a fucking Apple store. It's all really like, white pine and white, uh, like white poured. Look like white dyed white or colored white um, uh, poured countertop, like concrete ta- countertops. And they had a full liquor and beer license, so I got a Baja wow. Blast margarita. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fucking shit! I never thought I would ever heard that combination of words and, together. Um, uh, I can't remember what beer was on. There was a beer that I got a twenty-two ounce beer and a Baja Blast and like margarita. four Baja four. Four burritos or four uh, four tacos mm-hmm. for like twenty five bucks. Okay, a twenty uh, a twenty two ounce Baja Blast margarita, which I didn't even know was a thing, other than be, my friends mixing tequila and Baja Blast. Be Ten Dew. twelve bucks alone, right there. It's fucking that big. well, yeah. I was also used to paying, you know, eighteen dollars a piece at this game. I was at it was eighteen dollars a piece for the Michelob Ultra sure. twenty five ounce Tall Boys. But anyway. So the next day, I you know I, I preface all this to let you know that I was so dehydrated because I could not drink enough water because I like I had dehydrated myself from drinking the night before, and I bet I drank a gallon of water and I still felt had like dry mouth because Phoenix was so fucking hot. But that was day. it were you were you uh, and, hungover enough and fucked up enough to where like oh I wish I wasn't like he had to get going in the movie like oh god I wish no I wasn't and, just... at no point during that three hour movie did I go god damn it I wish I would just get to the fucking bomb. Um, <laughs> and I, I, that part, but yeah. I, 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 I really wasn't, I, I was so, but I'm also so entrenched in that story. And I'll tell you one of the reasons why I really love the movie. Mm-hmm. And this is for me personally at the end when it showed the credits, it says based on, based on the biography of yeah, American Prometheus. I yes. read that it, when it first came out. Like, Did you oh, not know? Five, it was, oh, six. It I didn't that? know that they based the wow. movie off of that. Okay. Because that American Prometheus was great because it put together, it had like, scanned copies of Oppenheimer's um, journal entries, but not just him. They released uh, Gene Tatlock, like his like kind of like side piece. Mm-hmm. I hate saying that. Sure, because, that's what she was. But she she was yeah. I mean, she was a she was a a, a woman that that uh, that Oppenheimer very much loved and yeah. was very much in love with, and she was very much in love with him. Um, 
And I, I'm glad that they put in. And they had the, an awesome they sh- section. She had problems. She had mental. Fucking, yeah. She was fucked up and she killed herself. I'm sorry. Yeah, she. Whatever. She the, ended up. I mean, this spoiler is all, alert. This is all history. Late. You can read yes, this. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yes. And uh, she had a lot of inner demons that she couldn't cope with. Nope. And he wanted to love her even before he'd ever met his wife. And then she and kept I, I coming think, out of the I think woodwork. That he knew. I think he was a little bit more practical. He thought, "This is not gonna. I can't do this." She, I, th- like, I think it's in his mind. He when, he knew this. And and re- reading the the book that the 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 movie's based on yeah. the, is uh, is the American Prometheus. Yeah, American, and it's yeah. It's it's evident that he struggled with that because there's a bunch of journal entries of his where yeah. he talks about it. He said, "I, I the." Uh, when she when she's lucid, she's the best love I've ever had in my entire life. But the the other what do you say the other twenty hours of the day, she's unmanageable. Mm-hmm. And I don't I, I I have so many serious doubts about this, but I love her so much. And then like it goes like further on, like he they part ways, and then he meets his you know who would be his wife, and they fall in love and all that stuff. And then it turns out she was an essentially a closet alcoholic, mm-hmm. and they left some stuff out with her. And I feel like maybe they should have to make it a little more fair and balanced. Mm-hmm. But like she used to do shit like um, throw bottles at him when she was drunk and uh, accuse him of she. I, there was one thing he wrote in his journal entry that said something to the effect of like <clears throat> if uh, if if this is. I, I, this is just her words because I remember thinking, oh, my God, but this was in the 1940s, 1930s, 1940s. She right. said, if science had a gash, you would fuck it. <laughs> and why don't you ever pay attention to me? That it, which I'm sure the man was very obsessive. That's oh, why yeah. he was on top of his game. Oh, yeah. I'm shocked that he was able to. I'm, I'm one. I'm shocked he didn't produce more kids. And two, because of all the fucking that he did, because yeah. it was they kind of. Use Gene Tatlock as like the scapegoat for all of the other fucking affairs that he had because he had dozens right, of affairs. Right. Well, over and the that, years. that's one of those things with a movie or a, well, the books are easier to do all this in, but a movie is a certain you know it's already three hours long, and 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 there's a lot of shit going on in that movie. Right, and it was God, it was done so fucking well. God, this movie is fantastic. The, the dialogue is great. The acting is great. The, the and, and cinematography, the music is fucking great with the, this. The music was so well paired with the cinematography. Yep. you'd think that the same person did it. Oh yeah. Uh, and I loved that the moments in the movie that were loud yeah. were to build tension, like to the point where I was like, is this, is it just me or is this music way too fucking loud? I can't quite understand it, but it was the noise of the time overshadowing the conversations they're trying to have. And I'm like, holy shit. Yes, you're right. That, that's what and they the, were doing. And I need to tell you, I saw it in the theater down. We usually do in Havasu across from the yeah, airport down which here. Which is but, no slouch of a theater. No, it's yeah. not. And there was, uh, it was only like 20 people in it. I had great seats and, um by myself down there which I I love doing sometimes we talked this before yeah I don't mind going to a movie that I really want to see because I'm not concerned at all about the person I'm with at all I, I don't have to think about oh I wonder if I should get them something or yeah are they I, I, I are they having a good time are they enjoying it? Yeah, you, you can really I be by myself sometimes in a movie theater yeah me too I just don't mind yeah. it anyway god the sound whatever theater they had that in the sound was fucking fantastic yeah and I, again i know it's not uh but as you know it's a good movie theater but it's not uh an imax it's quality the the, the oh it was the, good the screen the, the screen that i saw it on was about twice that size uh, right right and, and it was the yeah so like it and, and it was twice that size but it, and it was imax so it was like it, the i'm sure that if we would have sat in the front row and looked straight up it would have been the picture would have been just as clear as if where i was sitting about half three quarters of the way back but the Again, with that much in that movie and how well it was done and the right amount of tension and the right amount of pace and all that stuff, I'm thinking that all these other details you're talking about that they left out that maybe they shouldn't have, but it's like 
they probably went through this. That's what editing does. They oh, shoot these absolutely. things. And there, there's a whole bunch of shit that Tom Valentine would tell me about that he built a lot of expensive stuff for movies that never, that never made, made, made the movie. Yeah. They got to figure this out. How many minutes are going to be doing it? And should well, they pile another little subset story in there or the not? The original and, cut was over five hours. Jesus. That, that's how much yeah. they had to cut down. Like yeah. to the point where Christopher Nolan was almost to the point where I need this to be part one and part two. And then he decided against it. So, yeah. but there was still so much data and detail in there. And I really, really love So let's go back in time to the late 80s and Fat Man and Little Boy, which I, if I remember correctly, you've never seen. Oh, no, I haven't. I do remember that movie, though. Man, I it's like that. talking to a fucking wall sometimes. I'm sorry. I'm shocked you haven't seen it because it's... Uh, it's uh, um, What year would it have come out? 89. Think, what is it? 89. 88, 89, something like that. 88, 89. Here's the fucked up thing. Yeah. Like, I didn't realize some of the hype, like John Cusack's in it. Mm-hmm. But that was also a made-for-Hollywood movie before anybody like Christopher Nolan came around and was like, yeah, I can, we'll make a blockbuster three-hour movie, and they would just laugh at him Christopher Nolan ago. was a child back then. Right. Kind of so um, the John Cusack was in it. The guy that played Oppenheimer in Fat Man Little Boy is the guy that played Murdoch on A-Team. <laughs> oh, God. But here's the thing. Okay, yeah. I didn't know this until because I my grandfather and I used to watch that. I was like a TNT afternoon movie. My grandpa and I would watch Fat Man and Little Boy and you know whatever. So and talk about that stuff because he had you know he was alive back then. Mm-hmm. He wasn't my grand gramps didn't join <clears throat> join the military until World War Two was almost over. So, um, but he was in the Philippines. Like he was in the Philippines waiting to see what happened uh, when they dropped the bomb and the war ended. Mm-hmm. So, like, he was there, you mm-hmm. know. They're not there there, but he was close, closer than we are. And uh, uh, what I really loved about that movie is that they, they about Fat Man and Little Boy, is that they, they kind of went through the emotional aspect of things where you had all the scientists that got together, and they're like, hey, we really don't want to do this, and the Chicago, and you had the thing and all that. But what I, my grandfather told me, he said, you know, it's funny, Joey, that, that guy that plays uh, Robert Oppenheimer – you know, he was on A-Team, and he played the goofy guy, the gadget guy. Mm-hmm. But he, your grandma and I saw him on Broadway back in the 70s. He was a stage and play actor for like 20 years before he was on A-Team. A-Team would just pay the bills. Wow. And he did a phenomenal job playing Oppenheimer because he's like tall, he's thin. He, sure. was, he was able to get in that, that mindset of the Dude, wacky wild scientist. To, it took me a while to figure <clears throat> out who the actor was. I'm going, wait a minute. Well, who's that guy? Who's like, oh, so my God. A year ago. I remembered who it was. When they announced I didn't him, look any of this shit up before I saw the movie, by the way. I, uh, yeah. And then a year ago when they announced who was going to – or when they announced Oppenheimer, I'm like, oh, God, who's going to play Oppenheimer right. and Christopher Nolan? And my God, did Killian Murphy just Jesus fucking Christ. kill it? Dude. And then I forgot. Oh my! It was Batman. Fucking begins. It was crazy. Uh, fucking, Scarecrow. Yes, he exactly. Scarecrow. Yes. Yeah. He's been in other things, but yes, he. And I totally. He's I, incredible. I, it took me a while actor. to put that together, and it was bothering me. It was bothering me because I didn't want to be thinking about. it. I thought, quit thinking about this. Ball. Yeah, because it takes just, you out of it. Yeah, just watch the movie. Didn't seem like three hours at all. The great thing at is, all. is uh, God, it was great. And who plays uh, General uh, Leslie Groves, which I'm really glad that they the interaction between the two of them and Oppenheimer between you know, the 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 general I think he was general by then uh, it was, Leslie um, Groves Matt Matt Damon Matt Damon Matt Damon uh, Robert Duvall played him oh in I think it was Robert Duvall okay shit no it was a uh, uh, Paul Newman Paul Newman played okay. him in Fat Man and Little Boy back okay. in the late eighties. And when they announced Killian Murphy playing Oppenheimer, it clicked. I'm like, oh, this is going to be fucking great. And then when I saw I was like, Matt Damon is playing? Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and then I saw, I was like, There's, is he old enough? And then they made him just old enough. I'm like, all right, this is fucking sick. And right. 
and not just that, but like the 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 B and C and D list actors that were like background characters that had little minor roles. They nailed their shit too. Like the guy that played Edward Teller. Oh yeah. The guy that played Heisenberg. Oh yeah. These are all like. Uh, and then Fermi, I really wish they would have had a little more about Enrico Fermi and yeah. Oppenheimer because they really butted heads, did you, and they butted heads for decades afterward. Did you see who, when the bomb went off, there was a little four, three or four seconds of, I'm not, I'm not gonna, it's not a cameo, but I almost call it that, of who was, we know who was there when the bomb went off, but see who was playing the bongos? I mean, it was someone, you see that part when the bomb went off? Not who was. I remember seeing somebody playing the bongos, but I don't remember who it was. Do you remember who did that in history and science? And all like Feynman. Oh, yeah. No, no, Richard no. Richard no, played I, the bongos. I'm like, that's yeah, fucking yeah, Feynman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> because, I'm oh, sorry. that's so cool. They're playing the bongos. And they never called out his name. No. But I, he never was in the movie. Here's what's fucked up. And, I, and I'll have to wait until, because, you know, IMDb is really good resource. Oh, it's Except fantastic. for the, within the first couple weeks of a movie coming out. Okay. Because... because the full cast list is never on there. Oh. Do you remember who? Did you notice who played the president? And I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it because I they forgot. Kind of, it, no, it, I remember. It, I, I was like, oh shit! I did that at that ga- that volume, and I Portia. Going, I, I was like, <laughs> oh shit! Like that loud. Right. And Portia nudged me, and she goes, yeah, yeah. You didn't know he was in it. Like I, so I, I don't know why Robert Downey Jr. was in the movie until I saw him. And I went, God damn, dude! It took me a few minutes yeah, to realize so like, I was Wait Robert a Downey minute, Jr. That's Robert Downey. Yeah, you know, I didn't. I didn't. Almost didn't want to look at anything. And I'm really the glad they went into the whole McCarthyism shit yeah. afterward, and then how those scientists that even during the movie it was so cool about the political stuff and the communism stuff going on. And they had those meetings on the side and all that. I said, "This is so fucking cool." They're, they and they're they going deep in this. I'm glad bit. they did that because if they left it out, which they left out in Fat Man and Little Boy, yeah. They left that out, and I think they did a disservice to the memory of Robert Oppenheimer because he struggled with that shit for the rest of his life. And that man probably, yeah, he could have lived. He was born in 1910. He could have lived well into the 90s, right? But he didn't because he had the he, he had the you know fucking blood on his hands, like yeah. you said in the movie, and yeah. and it and he struggled with that for decades afterward. And then on top of that, then you have the fact that he's like, hey, we need to have. Let's control this. Nobody else is building an H-bomb. We should not do this. H-bombs are bad. There's like tenfold, thirtyfold, a hundred thousandfold bigger bombs. This is such a bad idea. And they're like, nope, 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 nope. The Russians are going to do it. The Russians are gonna, we're going to do it first. And guess what? You right. know why the Russians were able to build an H-bomb? Fucking spies. They, that's why. That's exactly so if right, we had yeah. never done that, granted, it may have been it may have been developed, but if we had never done that. But it also, I love that they had a lot of the the morality stuff in there, yes. and they didn't try. the The filmmakers did not try to sway anyone one direction or another. Like this is a thing, yes, and it's all about how we use it. it. Yes, it was interesting how they and they yeah. t- and they brought up Alfred Nobel was oh I yep. fucking was so glad it was like yep. Nobel invented dynamite and felt so bad that he created a fund. For the Nobel Prize, the Peace Prize, yeah, because he felt so bad about how many people he killed by inventing TNT. Like there was nothing. I can be a little bit of a of a critic on some movies, or like I try to be like, okay, what would I do? I just don't think I would change anything in this movie. No, it was so fucking well there's done. There's nothing. Although I would love to see the five hour cut. Yeah, I would never change anything about what I saw in the theater, though. And and yeah. I and you know. Portia being roughly 20 years younger than me and us having seen it together and we like to kind of critique movies. We only had a few minutes afterward because I needed to get back to Kingman and she needed to drive an hour and a half back to Tucson. And uh, I said, what'd you think, kid? And she goes, I think it's his best movie. I, and she said, it's a masterpiece. I said, it is. You're absolutely a, correct. Words that yeah. I came up with too. It was yeah. a, it's hard to say anything else other than that. And um, the other thing we, t- we talk about, because people, somebody make a comment on 
I guess Facebook or something like that. And, and well, how long is it? I mean, I'm not saying, oh, it's three, oh, I don't know if I could sit in a theater that long. I was, I get it because three hours is a long time. Longer than it feels like. Yeah, yeah, and and um, but I don't think it's. We all watch movies at home and stuff too, but. It's rare that I can't let myself get distracted by something. So if, well, yep. And that's why I love to go to, if I really want to see a movie, I will go to a movie theater to watch it. Yeah, especially so something like that. I put my fucking phone away and I pissed before the movie started, sat there the entire time and didn't move. Watched the whole movie the whole time. Yeah. Now, there's other things too that a lot of people don't, I, I don't think they understand. Like that movie was all, it was filmed 100% in IMAX. Yep. The, uh, that's, that's expensive. It's expensive. But even more so, it's technically difficult because all of the audio that you heard recorded wasn't recorded while while you were they were shooting. Mm-hmm. Reason being is that when they were shooting, the IMAX cameras are so fucking loud oh. that you can't edit that out and you can't hear yourself. Holy like crap. you can't hear. What yeah, a, what a pain in the ass. So think about making the film visually stunning and then to make it the audio track track up how fucking Jesus, difficult that is. That's a lot of work. That is a lot of work. That's why and then, you know they they their filming time on it wasn't much, but their audio time was like 9 months or something like that. Jesus. So your actors are having to act twice. And fortunately, they had this thing in the can ready to go because now we have the strike going on. You know, there's yeah. not a lot of new movies coming out right now, yeah. but they had that one. You know what I mean? That's yeah. really good. That I'm so glad that one exists and and is out now. Because then it's where the strike is going. Yeah, like exactly. It. Yeah, because yeah. and then you're gonna have like what happened back and I was talking to some um, some friends uh, uh, down in Phoenix uh, la- or a couple weekends ago before we saw Oppenheimer about how I'm really glad that. This if this strike were a year ago, we wouldn't be watching this movie, and it would right. probably wouldn't be until twenty twenty five. Yeah, because you have like a like a rubber band effect, and you have like this dead dead time. Do you remember back in oh seven? Yeah, oh seven, the writer strike. Then yep. TV shows. There's a handful of TV shows that were hugely popular that just never got renewed for a second or third season, and they never got their just due. They never got like a nope. final season, never got a series finale or anything like that. Uh, Scrubs. One of my favorite shows of all time, if not my favorite show of all time, um, they were kind of victims of that too. Now they were supposed to end after eight seasons, and for those of us that are big fans, they did end after eight seasons. However, it was like nine or ten months after they did a series, what was called a series finale. They're like, "Oh, our writers are back, so we wrote this ninth season, so we're going to do that." They filmed a ninth season with a handful of some of the cast, but it was it was wasn't really the, it, wasn't, it was yeah. terrible. It was an absolute shit show and pushing what was it called pushing daisies? Yeah. That was a great fucking show. That was yeah. that one never made it past I think two seasons and it's like a beloved show. Uh but this is even more far reaching with this writer cuz it's not just the writer strike. I was going to say a lot, so it's starting to get worse and you worse. Like and worse. A, I don't really know where this is going to be honest. I what what do you without getting down a huge rabbit hole cuz we're probably going to knock off pretty soon I'm guessing. I think streaming services are about to get more expensive. Okay. Because they're going to have to start coming up with a way to pay people a proper amount. So, so do you think it's going to get resolved, and the, and I, all the people I, in the industry are going to get paid more? Do you think that's what that, I where this is going? I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they're going to get and, and uh, people will get more residuals because of streaming. They should. I would agree with that. Yeah. yeah. So when you sign on, that how do you think? You know, do you know Ted Danson has almost a billion dollars? Holy. Do you fuck. know why? Because he was the only person. Cheers. He was the only person in the cast of Cheers that said, "Yeah, 
I would like to have residual. I'll, I'll take a pay cut the last four seasons to do four <laughs> more seasons. But I'll, I'll but take I a percent, want, like a percent. I or want something. a percentage of yeah. uh, probably wasn't very much either. What is that called? Uh, um, the the uh, the uh, when they go syndication. syndication. When they go into syndication, you watch reruns on yeah. WGN or on everywhere, all the goddamn everywhere, time. all the time. Which which is why you can watch Mash twenty four seven if you wanted to, if you have the right channels. Yeah. So he took syndication uh, money. And he's worth like he's like he's got like Jay Z and Beyonce money like he's it's fucking <laughs> incredible. That one show he just said I'll just, yeah. I'll take a little bit of piece a little piece of the back end. Well now, n- every show that is made by say for the, if they want to keep it on their servers every show that's made by a streaming company, you know Netflix kind of wrote the they kind of wrote the 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 book yeah, on the whole thing. Yeah, there's that. Uh, but you've there's got all so these other streaming services. services. Amazon I, doing their shit. And I, who else yeah. is doing? I don't know. They're I just, think they're going to go up. It's going to go up in price. Yeah. Um, the entertainment industry is because it, it's and I really what I who I really feel bad for. It's like you got a lot of writers that make a lot of money. You got actors that make tons of money, but you've got like camera operators that are off, they're they're like seventy eighty thousand dollars a year. Not really. You've got. You know your gaffers and your this and the key grips and all those people. They 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 make good money. And the arm armors that armors that kill people by accident in fucking whatever the movie that was. You yes, know what I'm the Alec Baldwin cowboy movie. Right, and they're not made. Like, they don't make very those much. And look what make, happened. Yeah, and even stuntmen and things like that, all the way down yeah. to the craft services. Like there's there's yeah. companies that are folding in Southern California right, right now. now. And actually, you know what's even more hit is the Atlanta area because they filmed so many movies in Atlanta. Yeah. Or outside of Atlanta, yeah. So you have all of those different industries that pop up. It's like when people are like, people complain about a company coming, say, coming here to Kingman, and oh, it's only going to bring fifty jobs. That's it. I'm like, yeah, those fifty jobs. If those, if even half of those fifty jobs make a uh, hundred thousand dollars or more, guess what? Those are people that have to buy a house. Yep. They have kids they have to feed they have groceries they have to buy they Shopping, have cars they have buying, to buy gas they're doing they, yeah t- they can tires whatever just yeah, going on and on and on that, yeah. like one factory or one say one business that has 50 employees can support a couple gas stations and yeah. maybe a bar and like that like that's that doesn't doesn't take many people to support industries so right uh, but anyway so folks if you haven't seen Oppenheimer please go see it i know it's 3 hours and i know it's rough and uh, whatever but it it's historically I, relevant and accurate. I saw someone made a post also that they said they watched Oppenheimer locally and they said oh, the movie sucked. I'm going. I'm just thinking, are they serious? Are they just trying to get a reaction? There's oh, there's okay, and I'm going to put this out there into the ether and see if maybe somebody can help me out. Mm-hmm. There is a scientist who has several lines and talking to Oppenheimer and a few others discussing things. He's in multiple scenes. Okay, he has dark hair, dark eyes, and like horn rim glasses, and. I cannot find his credit on IMDb yet. This is what I was getting at a few minutes ago. Yeah. Is that like that's very much crowdsourced? But I know this guy was in some sort of nineties. IMDb is crowdsourced. He, yes. Okay. Uh, his uh, this guy was definitely in like The Sandlot, or he was in Hook, or some other children's movie from the nineties. And he's about my age. So he's around. He's in his forties. And I can't fucking for the life of me figure out his name. And it's been bugging me for a week and a half. Mm-hmm. Since I saw the movie, I'm like, oh, I was, I'm like the meme of Leo DiCaprio in Once yeah, Upon a yeah, Time yeah, in yeah, Hollywood. Yeah. Like you're sitting, he's like whistling and he's yeah. like pointing to the screen like, hey, look. that I'm like, fuck, I know that guy. I, I've only mm-hmm. ever seen that guy in like one other movie. And I cannot figure out who it is. And it's bothering me. I think so you'll, you'll figure it out. Any, I was going to back up just a, a hair, just, a, just for a brief moment and say that. 
one of the problems with people going, oh, fuck it, fuck Hollywood, fuck those, but now all these people also have, there's a lot of, there's a shitload of movies out there that are on streaming services that people can watch now, right? There's yeah. endless movies now. You can go back and look at something you haven't seen in 10, 15 years and enjoy it yeah. and not really, quote, miss Hollywood right now. You know, oh, we're not really missing Hollywood now. There's all these great movies. We can just watch them whenever we want. Yeah. So that's kind of it's a little bit of a nice. problem. Yeah. Well, that's nice and to be able it, to do it's that. A, it's a, but it, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah. Are, is part of the negotiation too, and we'll hang it up here shortly. But is part of the negotiation have to do with AI and all that stuff? Are they talking yes, about that? Yes, like, yes. hey, you can't just get an image of us and take our voice, correct? And make a bunch of shit. Yeah, yeah. No, so, that's absolutely a thing. Like they, yeah. and because it, it has to do with likeness rights. Which do you know who started that? That nope. whole fight with likeness rights? Nope. Uh, Crispin Glover in Back to the Future Two. No kidding. Yeah, because okay. they did. Uh, he didn't want to do Back to the Future Two. He was in Back to the Future One. He was, you know, uh, George McFly. He was Marty, mm-hmm. Mc, you know, Marty McFly's dad. Yeah. Hey and you. Hey you. Get your damn it. Do you think <laughs> I should curse? Yes. God damn it, George. You, you should swear. I've yeah. seen it a time or two. <laughs> uh, I should get a writing credit on it because I memorized all the fucking lines. <laughs> uh, so when uh, Back to the Future Two came around. Uh, and started you know, casting call. They called Crispin Glover, and he's like, yeah, I don't really want to do that. I'm doing different, doing my own thing. I don't really want to do that. And they're like, well, shit, okay. So without asking him, they used a very early form of CGI and had him in the fucking movie. I didn't know that. And they still called him by the same name and everything. And they're like, and he didn't get a credit. He didn't get any money for it. And they used his likeness. And so he sued the shit out of the studio and that's where light. The, Did that's, he win? That was oh fuck yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. he Good got him. He still, probably still gets residuals and just counts money. Just, that's his full time job. He just lays hundred dollar bills and wipes his butt with him. I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. So, great. but yeah, that's one of the big things is AI generated not only not only uh, images but AI generated scripts and things like that. So I've hunted because you can. Let, let me explain this just so you have a full grasp on it. The beef is. So let's say uh, uh, Tarantino doesn't write his scripts. Uh, I'm trying to think of a screenwriter. Uh, any any screenwriter sure. out there doesn't matter. Let's yeah. say that guy has a certain style. Okay, mm-hmm. he has a certain style, and you AI know you're can like figure this out. AI and... can go, hey, in the style of mm-hmm. John Smith, write this. I want a I want a a a movie, hour and a half long movie with this many scenes, action adventure. Uh, written in the style of this person with this many characters this a huge a- about this can and of you, worms big deal thing. This is huge. Yeah, yeah. And you plug all that in, and it kicks out a kicks out a script, and then you have an actual human go through and go, "Man, eh, that doesn't make sense. Let's do this." Da-da. But like eighty percent of the work has been done for you. Yeah, in the style of this person. Wow. So that I do have a problem with that. Sure. Because uh, it would be like, uh, uh, all right, taking a picture of Van Gogh and then plugging into a computer and go. Paint me a. I want a picture painted at Van Gogh. Well, and hung pe- out in Las Vegas. People in are doing that. They're putting all this ar- yes. AI art that comes out. Say, hey, do a picture of Joe Feller's behind the microphone in the style of uh, the style like of Van, Van Gogh, Gogh or, or and, oh Monet or something. And yeah, I wonder what that would look like. I wonder <laughs> if it would be. Yeah, <laughs> we should do that. I am a Monet. Like I'm. I'm. I look pretty good from far away. We get up close. It's a fucking mess. We should take our picture for the cartoon casual. You know, thing we have. Do and throw it through the AI. Through and the AI like, for Van Gogh. It's, it's just. It, I, <laughs> They'll kick back. Sorry, we don't do podcasts with two white guys on it. And like, oh, we're overloaded. Our servers are overloaded. We can't handle any more white a- guy <laughs> podcast. God damn it! I have to say for all the people there, we started out a lot earlier than how yeah, it's gotten. We so started it. Fuck you. Fuck. We didn't start it. No. We no. Got in pretty what's, early. What's funny is that like when we started, mm-hmm. I had I had been on a I was on a podcast 
five or six years before. I was five there years before. when you were up at the up at Tim's garage, right? No, no, no. I mean, it, no, even before that, oh, way before that, so like flag? Two, two, three years before. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. On Zen and uh, and Ray's uh, yeah. Double D podcast. They don't do that anymore, do they? No, but you can still find the archives. I think. Okay. I think they're still on. You might be able to find them on Apple, on Apple Music or whatever the hell it's yeah. called. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Let's talk about. We're not going to come back and do a serious thing. We'll just wait on yeah. that for later. But Joe and I haven't seen each other in a while. We're, we had we had about two and a half or three hours of catching up before the mics went on, like we do. Jesus. Anyway, this is a big week. We it's a big weekend. Yes. So, do you want to tell the people what's going on? Uh, okay. So, Blackbridge Brewery, which you uh, folks, if you've been listening for even the past hour, uh, I've been employed by and working for since 2013, and this weekend, August 5th, is our 10 year anniversary party. And just to say, to add on to that little piece of tidbit of information, you. Tim Schroeder founded Blackbridge and built the location where it is now. And oh, not uh, yeah. And, and you did. And you were you were there helping. A lot of people were helping, but you were there. Built the built the client. He he built the he built the client, whole really built up the client. Built the whole thing. Name all did that the shit. Build out everything. the name, the beers, and and just absolutely fucking nailed right. it and filled a need that nobody realized that they needed. But you have now. You were there from the very beginning. You're still there now. You're the yeah. person that's been there the longest. Yeah. Period. From anybody, including the founder and everybody, because he's and, he sold and then. You're yeah. still there. Yeah. Anyway, I just thought I'd point that out to everybody. Are you just telling me that I need to maybe try to aim higher? <laughs> <laughs> People, Joe will be out with a can and trying to, you know, I'll do this for yeah. food or I'll work for something. We'll work for your fuck. brewery for fucking, something. Yeah. No. Anyway, so there's a 10 It's a big deal. Big. It the is Swillers a big deal. will be playing, right? Swillers are and playing. And opening for the Swillers. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to keep that under wraps for now. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, y'all will yallins. Yeah, all yallins out there will really enjoy it. So, uh, yeah, Blackbridge, which I, I don't know how much traction this podcast is going to get. That's going to drive people that aren't already going. Wait, is this because I think th- this the, opening thing is going to happen though? This is a fact, right? Yes. Okay, I got it. Okay, yes. never mind. So, uh, we've got actually now. Fuck it, uh, Jeremy and Curtis, Jeremy Foss and all Curtis right, Larson. I guess they're, are, and that cat's they're, out of the bag. They're the opening. They're the opening act, and then the Swillers will take the stage around eight o'clock. This is this uh, Saturday. This coming Saturday, August fifth. Right. It's uh, first Friday. This Friday. I, I don't want to. I'm sorry. You shift. I want to shift gears out of the. We've got all sorts thing. of stuff planned for yeah. Blackbridge Breweries okay. and anniversary party. As a lot of folks know, we do an annual uh, growler anniversary growler that is a little pricier than normal growlers, but you get a lot of benefits with it. So. Uh, it is this year. It is pink and black. It's a pink growler. It looks great. It's awesome. I love it. And you guys they just got be, dropped off today. So people get to go, when the doors you, open on Saturday morning. Saturday morning, you can line up however early you want. Some people get there at seven thirty, eight o'clock in the morning because it's limited selection. There's not very many of these growlers. They're very. I think I'm going to camp out like we used to buy concert tickets back in the '80s. That's kind of what it made me feel like every time I'll because I, I this is going to be the first Saturday that I didn't have to work okay. that I wasn't bartending. Uh, since we started, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, and so, I'm um, kind of looking forward to that. I'd like to. I'm looking forward to being able to like walk around and talk to people and things like that, rather than just be like standing there dripping sweat. But people while do I people line growlers. up. So they line up. They do line up. Yeah, like it's a last, good handful of people. Last year we had probably fifteen to twenty people, and when I showed up. They had coffee and donuts, and uh, one of our uh, I think I think Tony occasionally listens when she travels. But she, a real shout out to Tony. She <laughs> she brought me 
uh, Dunkin' Donuts has snack and bacon. It's like five pieces of candied bacon that you can just buy. Do they really? The drive-through, yeah. So she got snack and bacon, and she knew that I love. She knows that I love maple bars and love. And my favorite donut and favorite pastry of all time was apple fritters. Okay. And she brought me an apple fritter. Uh, and, and, a ma- and, a, and a maple bar and, and snack and bacon. Wow. I think she was trying to grease the palms to make sure she got a growler, but she sure. was literally the first one in line, so but she's not going to... isn't it true that you always sell out of these growlers every yes, year? Yes, we sell out of them it all year. It may be that day. It has happened that day? Most of the time, it's that day. Okay, there Most you go. Most of so the time, it's been one, that day. got to get there, people. Within, within three or four days after the opening day, but nine, like, uh, this will be the... Neuschwanstein. Oh, they got the castle behind me on the TV. There it is. Yeah. There it anyway, is. Yep. Paul saw a squirrel, and he's like, "Oh God!" He just ran well, out in the yard. See it from the reflection, right? No, no. So I just know no Schwanstein. You, you, you can't. Doesn't it show no, up. No, I can't see. I can't oh, see any of that. I'm sorry. Okay, that's okay. Ahead. I've seen it before. I know. All right, go ahead. Know. All right. Anyway, so um, doors open at 10 a.m. That's so when growlers. If you want a growler, be there. Be there by nine at yeah. the latest. Yeah. Uh, and then we'll have we'll be doing fun stuff all day long. We're gonna do that evening. We're gonna do a, a giveaway, a draw, like a, a I think we're gonna do some sort of a raffle or something. We haven't exactly fleshed it out, but some sort of a raffle or something for one of those anniversary growlers. We will also have anniversary glassware that is gonna be um, nice, specific. Uh, it's be, they're beautiful glasses. In fact, and you may want to get yourself a couple. I have made my announcement to you. It hasn't gone public yet, but I'm thinking about sending invitations out or whatever. Because I'm just going to, I'm planning on being drunk. Paul's getting drunk. Just going to tell you right His now. His truck will probably spend the nights downtown yes, Saturday if night. If somebody wants to take advantage of me, you know, there, there'll be probably I, a line for that. I, I should have a booth. Take advantage of Paul. And please take advantage state. of Paul, but do so before I have to pour him into the guest <laughs> bed in my, on my at my house. Right. That's going to probably happen. Uh, or you can you guys can just hang out and do whatever. If you want to take advantage of him, you can use the uh, bathroom, right. pr- preferably the shower, just, or... Somewhere in the house has a drain and tile. Word, I want people to come up to me that evening and go, hey, I understand we can take advantage of you now. Are you drunk enough yet? Are you drunk enough? And you're like, well, right. for you, I need three more beers. But for you, two beers ago. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. So Curtis and, and Jeremy will start at what time? Around six. Six. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we were just discussing that today. It's going to be around yes. six. This is going to be very loose. Okay. This, this is a day. Be... For, this, is, this is going to be organized and fun, but it's still going to be a loose, fun time. Uh, also, I'll be the loose fun time. Yeah, you're definitely gonna be the loose fun time. <laughs> so, uh, uh, you lost. Oh, uh, oh. the glassware that's gonna come with your growler. Each uh-huh. person gets one glass, and it's uh specific to our anniversary beer, which is something we do every year. Yes, it's a different beer every year. This year is a Belgian Golden Strong Ale, and it's coming in at around ten percent. And it Belgian Golden is Strong so Ale, so good, so super okay. light color, mm-hmm. big perfumey. Um, with Arizona wildflower honey in it added to it. Oh, this is a collaboration. It is thing, fucking right? delicious. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was actually it started off as a collaboration with uh, Off the Ales uh, Homebrew Club, okay. which is our homebrew club that we kind of sure. sponsor or whatever. Mm-hmm. And we had Roger Mueller out uh, that did I believe he did predominantly like a lot of the work. Like he was. At one point, I was like, Roger, what are you doing? He's like, oh, just shoveling out the mash. I'm like, oh, shit, that's like the hardest work when it comes he to had brewing. A big, like a big basket. He was collecting the hops out there. He, he was... he, yeah, he's out there just. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, shout out to Roger because he worked his ass off on that yeah. beer for sure. At, and sweating on his day off from work. and Collecting the honey um, from the bees. He did not do that. Not do, okay, never mind. Uh, but it, 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 it's, uh, I tried, tried it this morning before we transferred it into uh, what's called a bright tank for finishing and mm-hmm. it's oh god it's so dangerously good and I'm not a big perfumey Belgian guy I'm just not but something to do with the honey and it's just 
phenomenal. But isn't do you not want to talk about the other part of the collaboration? That's the. Oh uh, uh, yeah, I kind of want to save that for uh, for another time okay. because I want to do a whole thing with that. Got it. Okay. Yeah. So okay, there's cool. there, you'll see another collaboration with Blackbridge Brewery and another entity here a little bit very very do soon we, very shortly. Maybe next few weeks. maybe next week we can have that person on the show. I will I will send that up to management and see All how right. that goes. All those fuckers suck. They can kiss my ass. Oh, then they also make the beer and sign my paycheck. That's so, true. Like they're okay. great. They're fantastic people. I'm just not kidding. So. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend. So dialing back one day this Friday is first, first Friday downtown. Uh, I'm pleased to announce oh. that Blackbridge Brewery will be hosting, and I think I'll be officiating, water balloon dodgeball out in, fr- out in the street in front of Blackbridge. Ooh. Ooh. So nice. show up ready. I've got a loose set of rules. I don't know if the, these are all going to work. But one of them I was thinking was, you know, with dodgeball, you get hit by the ball, and you didn't catch it, you're out. You're out. Well, you can get called back in, like with dodgeball too. Yeah, and you can get called back in if somebody catches a catches the ball, then right. they're out, and you can get called back, all that stuff. So right. I'm trying to trying to do like regular dodgeball rules with little modifications because are we're you not gonna be using manufacturing the water balloon? Who's gonna be like loading these up with water? Is that gonna be one of your tasks? I think also? it's probably gonna be one of my tasks. Oh my gosh. Okay, yeah. go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, one of the rules I was thinking of is uh, it, you're not out unless the balloon breaks. If it breaks on your person, like it's, if it's if it if it, you know, like you can't you just get hit, deflected, and hit the ground and still stay and, whole. And, and be you're not and, out. No, and, and be out. Right. Yeah, you're not out. Got to bust. It has to bust. Has to bust on you. It has to bust on you. On you. Bust on you. You want to bust on you. <laughs> Somebody's gonna bust on you on Saturday night and take advantage of you. Paul's getting drunk. Yeah. Every- hey, everybody. Paul's getting drunk. I, I know. It's you know, a I did get deal. drunk. Okay. The last time I was really drunk, I was at the cellar door, and I think I stood up and I went, "Oh dear." Yeah. And then I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna be driving home, Joe." Yeah. Anyway, that's it. And, and then you. <laughs> and then you. That was so fucking funny. God, I was trash. I, was I wasn't like, like obnoxiously falling over and breaking my head, but it was like I'm, I'm not, I'm incapable of you driving. Were fucking. Wrecked. You were more drunk yeah. than I'd ever seen you before. I think I had like you nothing to eat, like two bottles of wine on my own, or something ridiculous least. like it, that. I think I think between you and I, we drank three bottles. Oh my god, maybe four, and no nothing to eat. I'm like I'm fasting. I'm like you're fast. <laughs> you're fasting. You're going very fastly toward drunkenness. Right. Anyway, yeah. So anyway, so it's going to be a good time. We have a big weekend. First Friday downtown for everybody is going to be huge. There's so many food trucks downtown that are going to be and, and, and things they're, going on that they're, they, they're like, getting that kind of organized it was kind of a little war-ish going on like people weren't but now they're more organized yes trying to figure this shit out yes it was kind of loose and people were getting mad but now they got it figured out there and as you guys know there's a downtown renovation going on the first third of downtown renovation they're still closed off but they're open for business and so this is going to be great for them too. be able to go down there and patronize those stores yeah and uh patronize not patronize we're patronizing patronizing <laughs> Go down there and, and, and check out what's going to be going on with this renovation yeah. project. Yeah, so because it's going to be it's going to be incredible oh, yeah. once it's all said and done. Right. It's going to be some growing pains, but while it happens, they're gonna but that's be- okay. They're going to talk about this wheels on beal thing. They're talking about doing roller skating and bicycle yes. stuff this Friday. This also. Friday, anyway, there's going to yeah. be karaoke across the street from Blackbridge at yeah. the. Um, I don't know. Floyd? Uh, what is it? No, 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 no. Across the street to the left. What the fuck? Uh, Back um, oh, my left. God. Delilah Rose okay. is a newer cool. shop downtown. They're going nice. to do karaoke. They're going to have pizza trucks, taco trucks, Hawaiian food, all manner of sun, like just all manner of food, tons of fun activities for everybody, all ages and whatnot. And then you can, 
come around and watch me uh, officiate uh, water balloon dodgeball. And then save. Don't stay out too late because then you want to save yourself for Saturday night. Definitely save yourself. At the 10-year if you don't want to buy a growler and that's not what you're into, into, feel free to just show up at Blackbridge anytime and just have a great day and a great night because we wouldn't be where we are as Blackbridge Brewery and the employees and the, the owners over the years. We would not be where we are now if it weren't for all of our customers and, and all everybody over the years. And I really, I, I kind of wanted to put out the APB of like, Catholic, do you remember the campaign of Catholics come home? Oh yeah. Back in the late nineties. I kind of <laughs> oh, want to do like, come back to Blackbridge. Cause there's come people that, that have yeah. moved away or maybe they don't drink anymore sure. or they drink less or they had kids or whatever. They oh, just, they just haven't the been there in a little while. And, they, and, and I would just love to see all of those people because there's oh. so many people that I just, I know that have like been scattered to the winds for various reasons. I would just love to see all those people there. And the again. first money was a ten dollar. This is the ten year anniversary. It was a ten dollar bill. Ooh, that's coincidental. The ten dollar bill that you bought the first and beer signed is, up is, there. It's signed and still up on the wall uh, yeah. above the sink. Right. Um, and you could always just come by and grope me. Um, just feel free to grope. Just honk. Free. Just grab and just make a noise like that honk a honk yeah, yeah that make kinda. and honk him anywhere on his body doesn't matter just be gentle on the genitals right. you yeah, know just be careful because he needs those later on for when he gets taken advantage sure of. yeah all right that's all i got man I think that's all i got yeah we're a little worn out because we had a big conversation beforehand so we're not gonna we're, we're done all right we are done all right have a good good week folks we'll see you